And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning everyone. Wow, it is an absolutely fabulous day and I am so excited to be talking with everyone and I'm especially excited to be talking with my guest today. You know, did I even say who I am? Maybe I should back up a second. See, that's how excited I am. I am Deb Creer and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, let me go ahead and welcome in our guest today, Mandy Volpe. Mandy, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, this is going to be such a cool program because it is something that I think every single listener can learn something from because we're going to be talking about social media and special events and conferences and things like that. Um, but before we jump in, let me tell people just a little bit about you. Mandy Volpe is the marketing manager for Unique Venues, and we're going to hear more about that. She leads communications and sales for the numerous members in the organization. Mandy previously worked for Georgia Institute of Technology, or for those of you who are down here, it's called Georgia Tech, where she developed a communication plan for the university's conference services, aiding in its exposure to planners. Mandy holds a certificate in hospitality, a bachelor's degree in business administration, and a master's degree in project management. She has been honored with such achievements as being named one of Rejuvenate Magazine's 40 Under 40 Industry Influencers, as well as receiving the award for ACCEDI's 2013 Outstanding New Conference and Events Professional. Whew! Wow! So welcome, Mandy! Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, you know, Mandy and I actually met at a conference. See, so that's part of, of why this is, is very important. But it is something that is such a, a tool that can be used by both event planners, which is what Mandy primarily focuses on, but also for attendees as a way to connect with other people. So, you know, before we really jump in, Mandy, tell us about unique venues and you know, what, what its premise is and, and how people can um, best utilize those services. Yeah, absolutely. So think of it this way. You are an event planner and you're trying to figure out where are you going to have your next party, um, family reunion, whatever social event you're planning, a conference, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, where mm-hmm. are you going to have it? Are you going to have it at a hotel, in a stuffy ballroom, four walls, that kind of thing? <laughs> or do you want something that's non-traditional, that's outside of the box, that um, really leaves your attendees saying, wow, that was an incredible experience? So in a nutshell, that's what Unique Venues is. We ha- have a wide portfolio of non-traditional event spaces, and we work hard to showcase those venues with to meeting planners so that they can get connected and they can they can find these non traditional spaces. So that's what unique venues is all about. Great, great. Well and is it just here in Atlanta or can people find places all around the United States? It's all around the United States. So the um also into Canada as well. So Perfect. a pretty wide range of lots of spaces for event planners um, to mm-hmm. search online for free to find and submit their proposal to these different venues that are our members. Great, cool. Well, and as somebody who, you know, not only is an event planner, but hosts my own trainings and, and things like this, uh, you know, that's what really interested me about your services because you're right, you know, we don't always want to be in the hotel ballroom or, you know, that the <laughs> boring conference room, you know, and, and so right. looking for a unique venue really is, is something that's very cool. So great, great. Um, and how do they find more information about unique venues? Simply go to uniquevenues.com. Um, there's information and a cool little video that explains it a little bit more. If you're an event planner, you can go on there and submit your information about your upcoming event. If you are a venue yourself, 
then you can actually go on there. At the top, there is a market your venue, and you can submit information about what types of events happen at your location, where it's located, what types of proposals you're looking for, because ultimately mm-hmm. that's what we're in the business of doing. We're in the business of matchmaking meeting planners with venues. Great, cool. Well, speaking of matchmaking, you know, I think <laughs> that social media isn't that's just a great segue. Um, social media is a great way for attendees who are going to attend the conference to connect with each other before the conference even starts. So what are some tips that and techniques that you share with people to get those people to really be able to connect in advance? Absolutely. You know, exactly. Matchmaking, right? So Mm -hmm. people want to know who's coming to an event before they ever get there. I mean, think of a a program like an Evite or something. You're Mm going to look at who's coming, you know. Mm -hmm. Who am I going to know? What are we going to be doing? That kind of thing. That's the same approach you should take for your social media, right? So think about how can you pre-engage attendees. Get them Mm -hmm. excited about wanting to be there and Ultimately, it's, it's creating this enthusiasm, but it's right. also driving traffic to get more people to want to come to mm-hmm. the actual event. Right. Well, and an event that I uh, have attended twice now over in Birmingham is called Y'all Connect. And they do a really great job with this. Um, when you first register... As you're, as you know, you are registering, you're given the option to list your various social media, um, uh, profiles so that people can connect with you in advance. And I think that's great because it does, especially if you're traveling from further away, uh, you know, even if you're in the same town, but if you're traveling, it's great to be able to reach out to people in advance and say, Hey, I'm coming in the night before, you know, what's a great place to, to, um, be able to, to go have dinner or, uh, you know, staying for a couple extra days. But of course, obviously what you want to be talking about is the conference. You know, you can say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, X person can speak or, you know, some various things like that. So how do you really encourage your attendees and your speakers to connect with people in advance? You know, what are those methods? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, from the planner standpoint, think of it in terms of a communication calendar. Okay. So just like any good marketing plan, you're going to have a schedule, right? So mm-hmm. think about things that you can send out, whether it's, you're on your social sites Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And Monday, you're going to submit information about the speakers. Tuesday or Wednesday is going to be about the, the different local attractions that people can visit while they're there. Mm-hmm. And Friday is going to be conference-specific as far as here's how to register. Here's the hotel. Great. Here's how to get from the hotel to the airport after everything's over. So if you think in terms of the communication calendar, then you could use that information like you mentioned about getting the speaker's information or the attendee's information and, and tagging people, you know, mm-hmm. at the symbol or hashtag, start incorporating that early so that mm-hmm. people get excited. Right. In addition to a communication calendar, also think in terms of a hashtag. So what hashtag is short enough that people will remember it, but it will also identify your event for the year? Mm-hmm. So we have a conference coming up for our attendees, our member venues, mm-hmm. and we do hashtag UVAMC. And it's the same this year as it was last year because we want people to be able to go ahead and see the types of lessons and the types of speakers that were in attendance last mm-hmm. year. Right. It also is a way for us to get people excited for this coming year, right? So people mm-hmm. are already um, posting pictures of the speakers and who they're excited to see, or it's a good way to kind of incorporate the social media trends of Throwback Thursday or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. where right. you can you can repost photos from previous events, previous years, or um, from from just things that are going on like that. So create a communication calendar, but also create a hashtag that's going to connect everything across Mm -hmm. the board. Right. Well, and for those who aren't familiar with what a hashtag is, you've seen it on social media, you, but you might not have known what it is. It's the, the number sign or the pound sign for those of us who are a little older and, you know, learned how to do all this on typewriters. Um, but it is <laughs> that, that number sign and it's a word or a unique 
unspaced phrase, so you can't put any spaces in it, that kind of, it, it creates a group of whether it's Facebook posts or tweets on Twitter, um, you know, things like that. And then it's searchable, which is why this is so cool and why Mandy is suggesting do this in advance because, you know, maybe you know six months in advance that you're going to a big conference. You might really start looking for people who are commenting about attending. And so they're using that hashtag so you can search specifically for that hashtag, um, you know, and, and – when you're getting ready to set up your hashtag, double check, make sure it's not used by something else that, especially something that, you know, might be fairly common or controversial or, or something like that. Um, but you probably can find something that will work. And then as Mandy said, really promote it, you know, because that is a great way to connect, um, with, with people in advance. You know, I'll be honest, I'm not a big hashtag fan except for conferences. And I absolutely love hashtags with conferences because that is what I use then to connect with other people. Um, you know, I search for that hashtag and then I send them, you know, a, a request to, to or, you know, I, I follow them on, on uh, Twitter or I try and connect with them on Facebook, you know, all of those things. But I, I absolutely love hashtags when they're used in, in uh, a conference. Well, you know, the other cool thing about a hashtag is that Unfortunately, you know, people have budget cuts, right? So right. they are not able to come to the conference, but mm-hmm. they can still engage by following the hashtag at work right. and following the lessons and seeing the tweetable moments. Mm-hmm. And that connects people whether they're at the conference or not, which mm-hmm. is pretty powerful. So, right. and even if you look at the football commercials from this year, mm-hmm. um, from the big game, you didn't see a lot of follow us on social media, it was simply the hashtag itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about the hashtag is that it connects across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. So your future attendees, your current subscribers, they are already on, you know, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, whatever sites they're on, hashtags mm-hmm. are relevant across the board. Right. Well, and and you mentioned something that is is one of the other reasons why I love hashtags during a conference is, you know, we've all been to a conference where they've got, you know, multiple sessions going on at the same time, and it never fails that there are two at the same time that you really want to attend. Um, So Mm -hmm. the, the cool thing about when other people are posting about social media is you can go back and look and see, you know, maybe they were posting, here's what this speaker just said, or, you know, they've got a screenshot of what the, the, uh, a slide was that they were showing on their presentation. So you can get a lot of that information without ever even being in those sessions. Absolutely. Pictures are key. Um, I'm a huge component of, or proponent of that. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'll go into that later when we're actually talking about being at the event and how to use right. social media when you're there. But mm-hmm. absolutely, if you can go ahead and snap pictures of the schedule or pictures of yourself packing, people love behind the scenes pictures. Mm-hmm. So if you can post a picture of the planning process that's going on before it ever, um, the event ever happens, people love that. So mm-hmm. think in terms of tweetable moments that have pictures attached to it, for mm-hmm. sure. Right. Well, and one of the things that I always really try and do before I attend a conference is connect with the speakers in advance. Um, you know, that obviously I, I go to LinkedIn since that's the professional site. And as I always tell people, don't just send that. I'd like to add you to my list of connections. Tell them <laughs> why you want to connect with them. You know, tell them I'm looking forward to attending your presentation at, you know, wherever. And connect with them in advance, you know, because speakers a lot of times are traveling in to do the presentation. And I don't care if it's, you know, a one-person conference where they're the only speaker or, you know, there's 20, 30 other speakers or more. They might be traveling in. And so if they've made connections in advance, that's really helpful, especially from a speaker. You know, you, you kind of know people before you get there. Um, and then what would really be cool is, is what you just said. You know, what if they start talking about, here's how I'm planning my presentation. What questions do you have? What do you want to make sure I cover? So that's a, a great thing for speakers to be able to use in advance to, to really tailor what they're going to be talking to their, their audiences about. I love that takeaway. Absolutely. You know, and, and obviously I try and connect with them on Facebook, and but I realize, you know, a lot of people use Facebook just for their personal use. But if they're a speaker that speaks quite a bit, more than likely they've got a Facebook page, so they've got that professional side. Um, so I look at, you know, any possible way I can connect with them in advance, and then I 
you know, I, I talk about it, you know, looking forward to seeing, you know, Mandy Volpe speak and, and all of those things to kind of help build that up. And, and what you're saying is encourage people to do that. You'll know, really get people to talk about the conference in advance to generate more interest and hopefully more attendees. Absolutely. And when you're sending out your registration information or you're um, updating your website, include mm-hmm. the link to those social sites. Include right. the link to that conversation because, you know, we, like I mentioned, we have a conference in the end of October and at the bottom of the emails, it always says, hey, see what people are already saying. Mm -hmm. Things are already coming because like we said earlier, it connects people and gets them excited before they ever get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what else, you know, what are other methods, methods for using social media in advance before a conference? What should, you know, what should a speaker do? What should the event planner do? You know, what are some other tips? Yeah, you know, we're in a big era of being um, green, you know, mm-hmm. sustainable. So go ahead and prepackage your schedule, prepackage um, the speaker bios, and put uh-huh. them out on the social sites. Make it a mm-hmm. PDF. Um, also think about how to engage users on their mobile platforms, right? We all have a cell phone attached to our hands mm-hmm. or your, your computers, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. So think about making sure your website, your conference site, is a responsive design, that people okay. are going to be able to see it on their cell phone easily. And it's mm-hmm. not going to get hung up. It's not going to have flash on it, anything like that. Keep right. it simple so people can use it both ahead of time and while they're at the conference. Mm-hmm. And well, I also and think about... What you said, I mean, that's just so important because how many times have we been to a conference and we're thinking, okay, which speaker did we want to hear? What time is the break? And for whatever reason, we don't have that information in front of us. So we do try and pull up the conference website. And, you know, if it's not easy to find that information, that's very frustrating. So that's a great tip. And I've seen recently a lot of people are making a single page agenda or session series, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and people will screenshot it and make it their their wallpaper on their phone. Oh, so wow. with one click of their, their phone, they're seeing the schedule and they're not having to make sure they have wireless or make sure that they're connected to the right website or apps or anything mm-hmm. like that. So try to condense your information into one page mm-hmm. and go ahead and create those graphics for people so that they mm-hmm. can go ahead, save them, and put them on their wallpaper for their phone. Oh, I love that. That's a very cool tip. Um, you know, that, that actually never occurred to me to, to do that, but it does make sense because, you know, typically you've got the, the schedule in front of you, you know, you've got the booklet, the flyer, the, the whatever, but if I could just pick up my phone and glance at it, that's much faster and much easier for me to be able to see what's going on. Absolutely. And another thing is that as the planner, um, mm-hmm. think in terms of brand ambassadors. So mm-hmm. identify some people that have been to the conference before or mm-hmm. maybe, like you said, some of your speakers that can go ahead and get excited about the conference and tweet mm-hmm. out pictures, post um, relevant content so that it can drive um, that excitement ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So right. identify those brand ambassadors, reach out to them, make sure that you're commenting back and forth, make sure mm-hmm. you're engaging. When people are commenting on your pictures, that you're responding back Mm -hmm. to them. Don't just let it go. Right. Well, and that's so important because they might have actually asked a question like, hello, we'd like to attend. What's the information? Or, you know, things like that. You need to make sure that you have responded to those those posts with the information that they're looking for. Absolutely. And another thing to think about ahead of time is kind of a know-before-you-go kind of a series. Mm -hmm. So think about sending out relevant information. You know, we mentioned ah. earlier about what are there discount codes for shuttles from the airport to your hotel? Mm-hmm. Are there cool restaurants that are around? Make mm-hmm. it more of an experience because people may be coming alone or they may be bringing their spouses. So give mm-hmm. people an experience. Give them a reason to want to extend their stay. You mm-hmm. know, it's not just a good reason for them to come to the conference. It's good um, because they can have a vacation packed on the back end, and mm-hmm. it helps with your room blocks. It helps with attendance numbers, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So think about sharing relevant information before the conference ever happens. Right. And, you know, I think so many conference planners 
get caught up in, they just talk about the conference. You know, and, and obviously depending sometimes on the size of, of whatever it is, it can be something huge. But I love, you know, the, the fact that you're saying, you know, give them that information. You know, how do they get from the, you know, is there even a shuttle, you know, from the, the airport to the hotel or, you know, all of those various things. Um, you know, I mentioned that I went to Y'all Connect in Birmingham this year. My husband went with me because we haven't been to Birmingham before to play tourist. And so, you know, that <laughs> exactly. would be very cool yeah. to get that stuff so that he had things to do during the day. Absolutely. And the other key thing with that is that it gives people a location to meet up, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, conferences are about networking. You know, we're, right. we're trying to take these online conversations into real life. And so uh-huh. if you can go ahead and give people locations to meet up for a drink or coffee in the morning, that is the relevant information that people want to know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. Well, amazingly, we are already ready for our first break. Excuse me. So we're going to to take our break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about, okay, you're already, you're at the conference. Now what do you do? You know, how do you continue using social media while you're actually at the conference or the event? So I am Deb Creer talking with Mandy Volpe on Mile High Radio. And we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is Nothing says I love you more than milehighradio.com Not quite seven years of age, Aaliyah had developed a fever that wouldn't go away, along with an arm pain that caused too many tears. A late-night trip to the ER revealed the news that no parent wants to hear. Aaliyah had cancer. Leukemia. Her two-year treatment plan turned into five and a half years of chemo, oral and IV meds, appointments, ER visits, days, weeks, and months in the hospital, infections, side effects, multiple surgeries, a bone marrow transplant, and much more. Even though Aaliyah never gave up her battle, God realized that it was an unfair fight. On July 9, 2010, the cancer died and Aaliyah went to heaven. We've all been touched by cancer one way or another, but cancer should never be allowed to touch our children. None of us can do everything, but all of us can do something. Together, we can fight to eradicate childhood cancers. Please support Aim to Cure in their effort to eliminate childhood cancer. Click on their logo on our website and give what you can. Aim to Cure has no overhead costs, so all money goes to research and public awareness programs. Please give today so that other children will have a tomorrow. Founded in 1987 in Fort Collins, Colorado, the Egg and I restaurants are locally owned and operated. They are committed to providing a breakfast and lunch experience that exceeds their guest expectations. This is done by delivering exceptional food in a warm and comfortable environment, served fresh by their caring associates who are dedicated to making friends with everyone, every meal, every day. I invite you to come and see Mr. Barrett Jackson and his warm and friendly staff at 2630 West Bellevue Avenue in Littleton, Colorado. The next time you need a table for one or a large party, take advantage of their phone-ahead seating by calling 303-794-0100. The next time you are there, make sure you ask to meet the manager so you can find out what the Mile High Radio Special of the Day is. The Egg and I, it's the place to be in Littleton, Colorado. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And my guest is fabulous. We are talking with Mandy Volpe of Unique Events. Um, or, I'm sorry, Unique Venues. My bad, my bad. Um, and <laughs> before we go any further, actually, Mandy, tell people how they connect with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, with me personally, I am uh, Mandy Volpe at um, uniquevenues.com, but you can find me on Twitter, Mandy Volpe, um, on Instagram. It's actually backwards, so it's Volpe Mandy. Um, but, of <laughs> course, for Unique Venues, just go to uniquevenues.com, and you'll find all of our social sites there. Perfect. Cool. And, you know, the nice thing is that you actually have that information there. You know, how many times have I gone to somebody's website and I know they're on social media, but I can't find the links. Oh, you know, that's always so frustrating. And you guys have it right there where it was easy to find. So very cool. Very cool. Well, okay. So we've connected with people in advance. We've done our, our homework. We, you know, have networked. We've liked the speakers. We've done all of those various things that we can do on social media. Now we're at the conference. So from an event planner or conference coordinator perspective, what do those people need to do to make sure that they're using social media best and keeping everybody um, engaged and, and participating? Absolutely. So think about earlier when we were talking about that hashtag for the event. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're still incorporating that hashtag. So mm-hmm. make sure it's everywhere. Make sure it's on the banners. It's on the napkins at the seats where people are seated. Make sure it's on the PowerPoint. Um, I go to a conference where they actually send out a pre-made PowerPoint um, template. And mm-hmm. at the bottom of the template actually has the hashtag for the event. So that's Ooh, a really good it. way to, mm-hmm. to pre-connect people, um, but also get them engaged while they're at the session. Mm-hmm. Another thing is... Go ahead and have, if there's a speaker getting up, especially during keynote sessions or even just the breakout sessions, get their, the speaker's social media information and have it up on the screen. So mm-hmm. have their names, their, the symbol with their name after it. So people know how to connect with them during the session because there's going to be tweetable moments. People are going to be taking pictures. So mm-hmm. go ahead and give them the tools they need to, to post your content. Well, and... You know, the, the important thing is to, to repeat that also. You know, it's not just, hey, give them that hashtag at the morning session. As you said, it should be on the slides. It should be in multiple places, on the program, you know, all of those things. Because you don't want somebody mistyping it or guessing. That's always fun if they guess about the hashtag. Um, and so really just have it there. So much that it that it almost gets annoying. But I love the fact that you also say, you know, tell people how to connect with the speakers. Um, you know, so many speakers, you know, they some of them remember to put it themselves in their their own stuff. And and granted, there are speakers, and it obviously it depends on the conference that aren't using social media. But um, you know, more than likely, they've at least got a LinkedIn page or something like that. So the speakers need to be reminded. Hey, provide that information so people can connect. Or as you mentioned, you know, it's just part of the the slides that that are given every time. Absolutely. You know, think of it in terms of everyone's a reporter these days. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't just have to work for the big news channel. Every single person, you are, I am, everyone. Mm -hmm. So give people things to talk about. Give them exciting refreshment breaks so that they're actually wanting to Share with people what's going on. Give them mm-hmm. unique things in your, your swag bag, you know, mm-hmm. so that they're, they're showing, hey, look what I got, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. People are reporting these things. People are reporting. It, people go to a restaurant today, you know, mm-hmm. for lunch, especially if it's like one of those hipster coffee shops. Mm-hmm. You're going to see people taking a picture of their food. You know, right. they may be Snapchatting it or they may mm-hmm. be posting it somewhere, but everyone is reporting something about their day. Mm-hmm. The same is true for your event. People are reporting about it, whether you like it or not. So give them positive things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's something that you really need to keep in mind as the event planner or you know, as, as somebody affiliated with the event. It, people will be talking about it. So it means that you kind of have to up your game. You know, you can't have... The, the buffet line running out of food or, you know, things that, that people are going to post negative comments about because they will. You know, they'll say, stood in line for 15 minutes for lunch and they didn't have anything for me to eat. Or, um, you know, I was at a conference one time and, and uh, they had absolutely no vegetarian options. Now, I'm not a vegetarian, so it didn't bother me, but... Boy, did people start posting about that. Um, so it is something that you really need to think through because like, like you said, they, you know, everybody becomes a reporter 
And positive or negative, they're going to talk about it on social media. Yeah, absolutely. And think in terms of what is unique about the venue that you're hosting your event at. Does mm-hmm. it have a, a garden that you could have your cocktail hour in? Or maybe mm-hmm. some of our members are actually movie theaters, you know, and Ooh. so that's mm-hmm. not a boring hotel room. So mm-hmm. what is unique? You know, I'm attending an event and I get to sit in a huge recliner chair because I'm at this swanky movie theater. Like mm-hmm. what is a unique experience within right. your event? And, mm-hmm. and, Post them yourself, but also think of that in terms of when you're actually choosing your location. And that's mm-hmm. a little twofold. You know, you can do that pre-planning-wise, picking the mm-hmm. venue, that kind of thing, but also during the event. Think mm-hmm. about how you're going to engage them with those creative foods, those engaging breakout sessions, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, you, you just mentioned it. You have to be communicating during the event also. You know, maybe it's to tell people where, you know, the, the logistics of things. You know, hey, there's more restrooms down this hall or, you know, this session has been moved to this room or, you know, all of those things. So what it really means is that you've got to have a, a dedicated person that's paying attention to what's going on. Am I correct in that? Oh, absolutely. Social media is an extension of your customer service. Um, mm-hmm. I love this. Actual example is that last year at our conference, um, we were at a venue in a, a beautiful Skyrise building, right, mm-hmm. um, uh, up in the sky of Chicago. But it got really hot in that room because of all the windows. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like a fishbowl, if you will, with so many windows. Ooh. It got mm-hmm. hot. And so we um, saw someone tweet out using the hashtag of the event that said, hey, can we turn the air conditioning on um, mm-hmm. or even lower the blinds? And we saw that release. We responded to them, and it, it, we talked to the event players, and we were able to lower the blinds down. Well, mm-hmm. it's funny because a couple of other people actually tweeted out. They were like, oh, um, law and order, the, the blinds are going down at the courtroom, that kind of thing. So it actually created <laughs> uh-huh. um, a, a funny moment for everybody to tweet about. So, mm-hmm. yes, use social media to listen and respond to customer service um, for your attendees that are, that are at the event. Right. Well, and especially, you know, if you're if your attendees are a demographic that really use social media a lot, they will be posting on it. Um, you know, I was at an event and they didn't have uh, the the stage was lit in a way that you could not see the slides. Um, you know, and and they needed to to change that and several people really started posting about that on Twitter and you could tell that they, you know, or, you know, maybe it just dawned on somebody because in the middle of the presentation, the lighting changed, but people will say, you know, it's too hot. We can't see not enough chairs, you know, all of those things because they know that the conference or they hope that the conference planners are paying attention to that. And, and so rather than getting up and going and finding someone, they just post it on Twitter. Um, or, you know, they take a picture and post it on Instagram. They say, we can't see the slides. Or, you know, so it really does <laughs> make sense that somebody needs to be paying attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, of course, we've all seen the fact that if there's something negative, everybody else kind of jumps on that negative bandwagon. Um, so you want to nip it in the bud as fast as possible or, you know, instead of people saying this is a great conference, you've got 50 people commenting that they're hot, that there's not enough water or, you know, whatever. The fact that, you know, you respond very quickly and, and sometimes it's we're working on it. You know, you, you can't say we're going to fix it. It's, you know, we're working on it. We've contacted somebody or, or whatever it is. People just want to be heard and they want to be acknowledged. Absolutely. People want to be heard and acknowledged. And that is a great point that if you can use a system um, kind of like Tagboard or any mm-hmm. other kind of um, site that will generate all of the different posts within that hashtag, uh-huh. and if you can acknowledge people and post that before the sessions, show people how um, people are talking about the conference while they're there, mm-hmm. they're more likely to keep posting content. They're right. more likely to keep updating pictures. Mm-hmm. So find a way to display those tweets and those that that hashtag conversation because that'll get people more engaged while they're there and keep engaging throughout the whole conference. Talk to me a little bit more about Tagboard. What is it? And and for an event planner who's never used it before, what do they need to do to get something like that set up? 
Yeah, absolutely. Tagboard is actually a cool um, free system that you can use online. So just simply go to tag, T-A-G-B-O-A-R-D.com, mm-hmm. and you can simply put in your hashtag. So for us, it's U-Z-A-M-C. Um, we type that in, and it pulls up all of the conversation. It pulls up pictures. It pulls up the, the links. It pulls up anything that people are talking about. If they're using mm-hmm. the hashtag, it pulls it up. And so that can be done for any conference that you're at. Okay. Um, it, there's a couple of different systems you can use, different websites, different mm-hmm. resources that will go ahead and pre-populate it into a site like that that you could mm-hmm. put up on the big screen. Um, right. If you if you have someone, whether it's your marketing manager or an intern you hire from a local college um, while you're while you're in town to kind of monitor that conversation, you could pull those and make a custom slide. However okay. you do it, it there, mm-hmm. there's free resources, there's ways to go around it, whatever you want to do. Just make sure people know that you're listening to them, you're seeing what they're posting, and that you're posting the really unique post because mm-hmm. that will get even more interesting content put out on mm-hmm. the site. Right. Well, and, you know, if you're using something like Tagboard, you know, you might have that up, you know, in between sessions. Um, obviously, you don't want to distract from the speaker, but, you know, it, it's also a way to, you know, if, you, if you've got people who have been posting kind of some negative things, if that goes up in front of everybody, they might think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that again. Um, but, you know, it, it is something where it's great. And, and, you know, how cool is that? You're sitting at a conference, you know, there's 10 people, there's 10,000 people, and there's your tweet, um, you know, or, or whatever it is that you've got. You know, it's, it's the same concept that TV shows now are using, um, where they have kind of sometimes I've seen at the bottom of the screen, they're posting uh, tweets that people are sending in. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, you never know if yours is going up and you could you know, easily look away and miss it. But it is something that is it's generating that conversation and really getting people engaged and paying attention to what's going on. Absolutely. People want to be seen and they want to be heard. And that is mm-hmm. exactly how you can do it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and, and it's an accountability thing too. Um, you know, that the, uh, it, it, you know, we kind of mentioned earlier that it keeps people on their toes. Well, it's going to keep the speaker on their toes also. I mean, just imagine if you've got a speaker who is unprepared or, you know, the, the slides don't work right or, or something. You know, obviously the speakers need to know in advance that you're going to be posting this so that they're not thrown, but it really makes them bring their A game as opposed to, oh, you know, I'm tired. I've been traveling all night. I'm just going to kind of phone in my presentation. Um, you know, if they know that everybody is going to see, you know, X speaker really didn't do a good job today or had typos on their slides. Oh, that's always fun. Um, you know, they really, they're really <laughs> going to make sure they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that slide goes up and it has a typo on it. Every single cell phone in the audience comes out and everybody takes a picture of it. Um, so I think it's something that, from a speaker's perspective, is making the speakers have to be better at what they do. Absolutely. And think about retweeting content as well, right? So okay. if that slide does go up, probably not that negative slide, but if there's something positive that's mm-hmm. going up, retweet that content because people will get excited that their post is being reshared. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, and, and the cool thing, especially with Twitter, is pretty much any conference could set up its own Twitter account. So, you know, that way that the conference has a way to send out those tweets and, and to do the retweets and make sure that's using the hashtag. Or, you know, it, it can be an event coordinator's tag, but it's, it's probably better if it's the conference tag or the business or, you know, whoever it is that's hosting the event. Yep, absolutely. And also, you could take videos of different sessions. So not a full-length mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. Um, but do mini clips, you know, do 15-second clips, put it up on Vine or put it on Instagram, get people um, that that are there to kind of be those, those brand ambassadors that we referred mm-hmm. to earlier, get them to be the ones that are videotaping those short little segments so mm-hmm. that you can send them out in between sessions. Because like right. you said, there may be two sessions going on at one time and you can't mm-hmm. get to them all. But if there is a video out there with the top takeaway, you just mm-hmm. nailed two birds with one stone. So think about think about videos of the sessions as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and videos of your attendees and and your speakers. You know, quick little what do you think of the conference type of of things. You know, those could be really fun to be able to include. 
Yeah, she'll, showcase a video from the trade show floor. Showcase mm-hmm. people getting excited at different booths or the swags that they're walking away with, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Get people excited. Show them the wow moments that are happening at your event. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, you you mentioned monitoring the 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 hashtags and things. I've also had the venues be paying attention to what's going on, um, you know, because not everybody catches everything. But you know, I was at a conference recently, and I said something about you know, really nice venue here at this conference, and the venue thanked me, you know, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was nice that they were paying attention. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Talk about listening and, and following up. That's awesome. Great customer mm-hmm. service right there. Right. You know, and, and you know, it, it is a customer service tool. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's amazingly we're, we're time for another break, so we're going to go ahead and, and take our break. But when we come back, we're continuing this discussion. We're going to talk about how to really use it as a customer service tool and again, how to make sure that your attendees are engaged in using it. And then what do we do after the conference to, to make sure that people are still talking about the conference, especially if it's something that you have annually or you know you want people to come to again. <clears throat> so I am Deb Creer talking with Mandy Volpe on Mile High Radio, and we will be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend. Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. Hi, Chris here from Yambana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yumbana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. YumbanaShop.com. Hey, listeners, are you tired of looking tired? It's time to get refreshed at Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery, where Dr. Ben Lee is offering listeners $9 per unit for Botox and also $100 off all laser resurfacing that helps reduce fine lines and wrinkles and is the only procedure scientifically proven to reverse the signs of aging. Mention this radio ad when you call Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery at 303-783-9997 and receive your $100 off laser resurfacing or $9 per unit Botox. Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery, aesthetics from the inside Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to? And now we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And we are back, and this has been so much fun. Um, I am Deb Creer, and I'm talking with Mandy Volpe, and we're talking about how to really use social media at a conference or a big event, um, you know, and, and things like you have to have a hashtag for the event. Encourage people to talk about the event before um, and during, you know, and, and have all that information for them. Provide that information, you know. Don't just have them, you know, try to guess what the hashtag is. Tell them what the heck it is. And really encourage people to connect in advance and, and during the conference. So we've been talking about that, but... You know, it really is a customer service tool for the event planner. So you need to make sure that you're monitoring what people say. Um, so what have I left out, Mandy? What do we need to make sure that people are doing during the event? So think about continuing to put out that hashtag, right? And listening to that hashtag to make sure that people are happy. But on mm-hmm. the back end, make sure that you're using that to collect 
information on what worked well and what didn't work well. Ah. And that's a great, you know, people say, hey, surveys don't work, people don't respond to them, that kind of thing. First mm-hmm. of all, put out your survey link on your social site. Also, think about just grabbing what people are tweeting and put that out there too, or put that into your report as well. Because that's mm-hmm. how you'll know in real time how you're doing and how it's going. Uh, my right. favorite is when people leave the conference, They someone's always going to post a picture in a plane mm-hmm. over the wings and you see the mm-hmm. clouds, that kind of thing. So see what they're saying. Did they say they had a good time? Did they mm-hmm. say that they learned something? What was their key takeaway? And write those down. Um, that's also important because after the conference, you can use those snippets to retweet or as a testimonial for your future marketing of, mm-hmm. of the event. Mm-hmm. Well, and you may very well have to be providing a report to whoever is paying the bills um, that you know talks about how successful the conference was and, and things that you might need to change, especially if it is something that, that is going to be repeated. So that's great customer uh, information right there. Um it did bring up something that, you know, I was thinking about as, as you were talking somewhere in a former life. I think I must have been an attorney or, you know, something like that because, you know, do you need to tell people somewhere that their information might be used for promoting the event or, I mean, you know, obviously it's, it's a public website and people know, especially if they're posting on Twitter that, you know, anybody is going to see it. But do you need to have a little something that says, Hey, we, we might use your information in your comments? Yeah, great question. So you could have it as they're signing up, they're registering. You can put a little snippet in there that um, we can use your license, that kind of thing. You can mm-hmm. have that already in there. Same for on the venue side. Um, mm-hmm. When I worked at Georgia Tech, we actually had it built into our contract so mm-hmm. that people knew we were going to tweet out information. Mm-hmm. Um, another best practice is room venues are more interesting when there's people in pictures. Mm-hmm. But as you're saying, on the legal side of things, try to get it to where there's not actually a person's face, not recognizable okay. in mm-hmm. those in those posts. So mm-hmm. um, you're showing people at a table, but maybe it's from the neck down or maybe mm-hmm. it's the backs of their heads, that kind of thing. So, yes, absolutely put something out there and let people know. Um, you could even, before the conference happens or during the conference, say, hey, the first two rows, you're going to have your picture taken. If you mm-hmm. want your picture online, come on down. If not, okay. filter towards the back, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because some people don't want it, some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually really important as well if it's a youth camp um, to make uh, sure definitely. it's in contract mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime that, that you're dealing with probably anybody under 18, you really have to make sure that you either have their permission, and, and obviously you're getting permission from their parents, or that, you know, you aren't showing them from the face and, and things like that because there could be some liability issues. And and plus with kids, it's also a safety thing. You know, you, you want them to know that you're not going to blast their information out there for the whole world to see. Yes, absolutely. Just be mindful for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, as you said, the easy way to do it is a lot of times, um, you know, I, when I was doing special events, especially for nonprofit organizations, we had in, you know, right as they paid and signed up, the disclaimer paragraph that said, you know, we may use your photo, um, you know, and, and things like that. So people knew going into it that could happen. But probably it is, as you mentioned, a good idea once you're there to, to let people know, okay, the first two rows you will be in the photos or, you know, whatever, because, you know, maybe you had somebody who snuck away from work that day and, you know, or all those various <laughs> things just so people really know, hey, you know, we, we might want to be cautious out there. Yeah, and, you know, with any social media, I always say be flexible, whether mm-hmm. it's in terms of your communication schedule or what you're putting out there or that you did put something out there and someone comes up to you and says, hey, that was misspelled or, hey, there was someone in there that shouldn't have been in that picture. Be mm-hmm. flexible. Change right. it. Take it down. Do whatever you need to to write the, write the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so be flexible with your social media. Mm-hmm. Well, and we are talking about social media. You know, if you do something that somebody doesn't like, they're going to lambast you on social media. So, you know, it's it's a good thing just to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. And, and as you said, you're flexible, um, that, that you can take care of it. Um, you know, and, and, and here, people... 
No, go ahead. And like we were talking about earlier, the brand ambassadors, they're probably putting out pictures anyways, you know, them and their friends, them and the networking, um, mm-hmm. wherever they're at in the, at the event. So mm-hmm. take that as a great opportunity to retweet the content they're already putting out on those social sites. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's also a good reminder for people to realize that if they're there on behalf of a business, um, you know, their employer may very well be reading what they're posting also. So, you know, always be professional. Um, I remember, and this happened oh, a year, maybe two years ago now, where a young woman was at a conference and the two gentlemen sitting in front of her talked during the presentation. You know, they, it was very disruptive. And rather than move, which, you know, it, she might not have been able to move, but rather than change seats, she started really posting about it on Twitter and saying some things about them. Um, and what ended up happening was it embarrassed her employer because she said, I'm here attending, you know, on this conference on behalf of my boss and, you know, I can't see because these idiots are in front of me and yada, yada, yada. And it cost her her job um, because she was posting on behalf of her company and forgot that she needed to be professional while she was posting. Yeah, always be mindful. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's also a good thing, you know, if, if you're having, say, a cocktail reception or, you know, something like that, just remember it is public, um, you know, so what you're posting, you know, make sure that it is professional, um, you know, as to, especially if you're there on behalf of your company, um, whether you own the company or whether you're just an employee, really keep in mind what you're going to post could be seen by everybody and probably will be seen by everybody. Yeah, and that's exactly why you should be, if you're at a conference like that or any conference, you should be tweeting out those tweetable moments that I keep referring to. So what are mm-hmm. the one-liners, the 140 characters that you can put out there? Um, mm-hmm. It makes your employer know that you're learning, that you remember the key takeaways. Um, I tend to like to go back through my posts um, to mm-hmm. see what I'm learning, what I'm reading, right. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to kind of document that as well. So absolutely, right. um, oh. share out the positive things that are happening. And what you just said is exactly what I have started doing at conferences. I don't take notes anymore. Um, I take photos of whatever it is. And then, you know, maybe I, you know, in the comment, I say, this is a great tip that I need to remember. And then I've got that, you know, and, and maybe it's a photo that I don't post, but I just keep it. But, um, you know, it's for me, it's a great way now that I've discovered to be able to to keep track of what's going on without taking a whole bunch of notes that seriously I never look at again. Um, but if, if, if I've posted it on, you know, Facebook or Twitter or, or LinkedIn or wherever, it does tend to remind me about what it was that I was learning and thought was so important. Yeah. And, you know, if, you, if you're already doing that, I think that's awesome. And I don't know if you use Evernote, but you can actually import all of those pictures yeah. into a notebook within that mm-hmm. system. So then mm-hmm. you can look back at them frequently and, and have them all documented in one space mm-hmm. or even right. just create a folder within your phone. Um, mm-hmm. That's a great way um, to to remember what's going on during the conference mm-hmm. and afterwards as well. Right. Well, and the cool thing about doing it that way is say you included the, the Twitter name of the speaker or, you know, somebody that you met, then you've got a record of that. You know, maybe six months down the road, you want to connect with them again or ask them a question or do whatever. Then you've got that information. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, here it is. So great. So speaking of after the conference. What do you, you know, as an event planner and, you know, even an attendee, we've got about five minutes left. What do you do with social media after the event? Great question. So send out your survey links. We just mentioned that. But um, just a reminder, send that out on your social site. Encourage people um, to send their feedback through a formal um, system. Mm-hmm. Also, um, share the speaker recap. So if you did grab those 15-second videos or a minute video, whatever it may be, um, mm-hmm. strategically put them out on your site, maybe once a week, once a month, whatever it is, or even save them for right before the next conference comes up so that people can remember what types of information were being put out there. Right. Uh, whether, it's, whether it's a the event planner or the person, a sponsor that's at the show, Mm-hmm. Offer a discount after the show is over. So mm. whether they go ahead and pre-book for the next conference mm-hmm. or they they 
grab a hold of one of the offers that was at the show from one of the vendors, offer mm-hmm. a discount to the attendees. Those are both great ways um, to create lasting engagement beyond just the show or the event. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I love sending out follow-up information. Um, you know, you're suggesting to do that because maybe it's, you know, it is the tips, you know, a speaker had 10 tips or something. So you can send those out. Maybe a speaker forgot something. You know, that's a great way to be able to, to say, oh, you know, and here's another tip that they had or, you know, here's a follow-on or, you know, they talked about a video. Here's a link to that video. Because it is about continuing to build that community, especially if it's a conference that you're going to hold multiple times. Um, you want people to leave and almost stay in touch and participating until the next time they attend. Absolutely. You know, on our unique venues Pinterest page, we have a whole page that's um, called Get Techie, and it's all about um, technology at your event. Or we also have a page that's about tips for meeting planners. And Ah. and while I could sit here and talk about those, that's great. But after the show's over, check us out online. You know, we'll send those links out to you. The same holds true for your speakers Mm -hmm. or for even for you as the event planner. Send Mm -hmm. the schedule out after it's over. Send a recap of the area. If you send out a newsletter, send it out on your social site. Mm -hmm. Just make sure people don't forget as soon as they leave. Because like we said earlier, people are writing a recap. Um, some people actually have to turn in a recap to their bosses of what mm-hmm. they learned. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, supply them the information. Um, don't thank you whether you know it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, and an easy thing to do is to put your presentation on SlideShare or, you know, on your own social media sites if you're the speaker because that gets them engaged more with you. You know, if, if you're a speaker, you're there for a reason. You're not just there to be, you know, giving your information. It's because... You have a product or a service that you might sell or, you know, some things like that. So you want to direct people back to your own information. Um, and I've, it's funny, I've seen speakers forget to do that. And then I've thought, well, they talked about a book that they wrote, but I don't know how to, to order it or, you know, hey, they've got this great seminar and I can't find their information. So it's a great way to direct the, the people back to those sites and, and get that information. Absolutely. Use your influence because that's why you were, you were asked to come to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I think as an event planner, you want to make it clear to people that it's okay for them to promote themselves. Um, you know, sometimes speakers are told, you know, you're here to speak about a topic. You're not here to sell your book or your product or your service. But it's okay to do that afterwards and, and to remind people. So, um, you know, I think that is something that, especially as a speaker, we sometimes want that direction, you know, what can we say and what can't we say? And, and so, you know, you just provide that information to speakers up front. And as the event planner who, who is monitoring that conversation, you're really able to see what speakers attendees like listening to, mm-hmm. you know, which attendees they, or which speakers attendees right. went to see and mm-hmm. actually had good takeaways. And mm-hmm. that helps you know where you're going to spend your dollars on speakers for the next year. Right. If you invite that person back or mm-hmm. invite someone around that same subject matter, mm-hmm. it helps you as an atten- or as an event planner know what is the hot topics and what works well for your conference. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and people are going to post that information. You know, they're going to say, hey, this was great. I loved X speaker or, you know, I could have listened for two hours and I only had 45 minutes or, you know, whatever it is. And that really does show you, you know, things that, that you can do to make the, the next conference even better. Yep, and that's the exact stuff you should be putting into your, your post-conference report, for sure. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Mandy, we've got just a, a minute or so, so tell us one more time how we find you and how we find your organization. Absolutely. We are Unique Venues. Um, you can see us at uniquevenues.com, and all of our social sites are there as well. If you'd like to connect with me personally, I am Mandy Volpe, M-A-N-D-Y-V-O-L-P-E, and that's at Twitter and on Facebook. And then if you're going on Instagram to see the pictures, um, I actually flip the name backwards. It's Volpe Mandy, V-O-L-P-E-M-A-N-D-Y. 
Perfect, perfect. You know, and, and this has been great information, whether it's somebody who attends events or somebody who is putting on events or somebody who is presenting at them because we all need to connect with everybody that's there, right? We're not there just to get that information. You know, some, maybe sometimes they are, but you're there to network, um, you know, and, and, but using social media before, during, and after the conference, it's a great way to really be able to connect everybody together. So, Mandy, thank you so much for being on today. Um, this has been fabulous, and I have had a great time chatting with you. Can't wait to go to your next event. Um, and I definitely have to check out some <laughs> of the, the unique venues to see what you've got um, for places that I could have conferences and, and I could have seminars. So I think it's going to be fun to, to be able to have that resource. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was great, and I look forward to connecting with you and the rest of the readers online later. Perfect, perfect. Um, And to everyone, have an absolutely fabulous day, and we will be talking with you next week. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.